Across America and around the world, famous vintners and favorite destinations. We share the stories behind the wines. Welcome to Vintage, hosted by the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack. Well, we're not going to let the coronavirus stop us from counting down to one of our favorite events in America. In fact, this just gives us more time to look forward to August because we're going to beat this thing and get back to business. The 15th annual Destin Charity Wine Auction moving from its familiar late April weekend to a little later in the summer on Florida's Gold Coast, the weekend of August 21st and 22nd. And that gives us more time to preview the event and share the chefs and the vintners who will be there. Now, you may come to this event for the wine, but you will keep coming back over and over and over because of the food. I guarantee it. I don't know if it's because Destin is within driving distance of New Orleans, if it's a southern thing, or maybe one of our friends in Destin just figured out that the top wines, well, they deserve the top chefs. In any case, that's what you'll get and who you will get at this Destin event. And while I'm a little disappointed to delay the delicious cuisine I am so looking forward to who's joining us this year. Corey Barr, owner, founder, chef at Parrish in Monroe, Louisiana, named the king of seafood in Louisiana, a Food Network star finalist in 2017, and the chop champion. He's beaten the legendary Bobby Flay, and Food & Wine named him People's Best New Chef. Yeah, this is starting to sound like I'm introducing a prize fighter, And that's because there's no doubt Chef Cory Barr is a heavy hitter on the food scene. So what was it about growing up in Louisiana that uh, sparked your passion for the culinary profession? You know, I'm not one of those that grew up saying, I want to be a chef. I want to be in the restaurant industry, because quite frankly, I think you've got to be insane to be in this business. You know, it's so demanding and and, uh, not only physically, but mentally, but it was being raised by my grandparents and they were always in the kitchen, always cooking, always pickling, always preserving, you know, um, hunting and fishing with my grandfather. You know, it was all about food and hospitality and welcoming people over to the house and sharing great times around the table or in the backyard. So it just became, you know, this natural progression in my life. I couldn't sit in a cubicle. I couldn't be behind a desk. I have to keep moving, you know, and, and so it offered all those things, the ability to be, you know, gracious and, and basically throw a dinner party every day and, and really welcome people in and they become part of your life. I mean, all that was so attractive to me uh, growing up. And, and so it just carried it on through my life. And it's been such a blessing. Yeah. Talk about that growing up uh, with your grandparents and the influence they had. I mean, you touched on this because you said, hey, I didn't grow up, you know, necessarily wanting to do this, but you end up doing it. At what point in your life did you realize that you were going to make a career out of this? Well, I realized I was going to make a career out of being a chef when somebody offered to pay me more money than I've ever made in my life. <laughs> when I was like 28 years old to uh, head up, a, or 27 years old to head up a restaurant, I thought, man, okay, let's do this. And it's just been this this wonderfully serendipitous, um, you know, kind of life I've lived through food and hospitality that's just kept me going. I mean, man, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't 
you know, involved in the restaurant industry and, and, and certainly being a chef has, has just been this, this glorious roller coaster uh, of, of fun events and, and, and interesting turns and twists in my life. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I consider myself extremely lucky. I'm proud of what I do and I, I'm proud of where our industry, you know, the hospitality industry is going. Um, and it's just been a, uh, man, I'm enjoying the ride to be honest with you. I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you a very open-ended question. I think I know the answer, but I want to hear from you. What makes Louisiana so special when it comes to what you do? I mean, I love the food there, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah. Well, you know, being I'm not from New Orleans, and I know like uh, everybody associates New Orleans with cooking in Louisiana because that's a big tourist destination. But, you know, where we're from, it's more agrarian, so – uh, we're really in hunter uh, in sportsman's paradise is where our area of Louisiana is called. It's because you could do it all it, 20 minutes from my house. I could be on 20 different bodies of water or I could be duck hunting, deer hunting, those sort of things. So that's what my food kind of encompasses is more of the, uh, more of the wild game, more of the, uh, the things that I grew up eating. Um, Louisiana food and Louisiana culture, you know, you got to think about what makes it great. Jazz music, you know, all that melding of, of creativity through Spanish, German, you know, those those influences of the French cuisine, all of those things melded together. They created what is the only indigenous, um, you know, cuisine in America, and that's Louisiana Cajun Creole cooking. And, uh, you know, to be a <laughs> I've always told people it's way better to be a chef from Louisiana than a chef in Louisiana. Because everybody's grandmother can cook better than you, <laughs> you know, because so much of cooking and eating in Louisiana is, is more personal, I think, than it is in other, in other, you know, cities or other states. You know, going out to eat is a transaction almost in other states, whereas here, you know, eat, the food at home is almost as good as anything you could go out and buy. So it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a challenge. Okay. So you're telling me fishing, hunting, I get all that. And yet you were named the king of seafood. What? Maybe eight, nine years ago. How do you, how did that happen? Uh, another one of those serendipitous events, like the week before that I was named uh, Louisiana cooking chef to watch, which was like a huge big deal back in, back in those days still is. Um, you know, and then I got invited to cook at the Louisiana seafood cook-off. I had no clue how uh, awesome that was. We just put a dish together that we thought was delicious and we wound up winning the thing and we're totally blown away. And then the very next week we were doing events in Washington, DC and all over the country and traveling internationally, uh, with Louisiana seafood promotion and marketing board and the state of Louisiana to preach the gospel of seafood and how, that all came about. You ask how somebody from Northeast Louisiana got involved with seafood. Well, my grandfather uh, worked for Tenneco, which is a gas and pipeline company. And he used to have to go down to Gretna, Louisiana. And those of you who don't know, that's, uh, that's on the West Bank, uh, you know, down towards Venice in that area. Um, and he had to go to a pipe coating plant there very regularly. And so every time he would go down, he would bring back flounder and shrimp and crab meat and oysters and all those sort of things. And, you know, we would get together with our neighbors and have seafood boils and he'd grill and do all these sort of things. So seafood was always a part of our life and was something that we always loved cooking. But more often than not, it, it came from the waters of the Mississippi River 
or one of our local, you know, lakes or bayous, but certainly cooking fish. And that's always one of the things that my grandfather until he passed away last year, we, we would go fishing sometimes three and four times a day when I'd go visit him, we'd take a break for lunch or grab a cold beer and then, uh, go back at it. That's a great story. Now you've won so many awards over the years, but talk about uh, food network and 2017. I mean, of all the things you've done, you beat Bobby Flay on that show. Talk about that. Yeah, man. I've, I've had the, I've had the pleasure of, you know, you know, being on Food Network, uh, obviously I won, I won Chopped, I beat Bobby Flay, and I was the finalist for Food Network Star a couple of years ago. And those are all just really great things. I didn't, again, I didn't wake up one morning and go, hey, I want to be on TV. Somebody came to me with a crazy idea, and I was like, hey, that sounds like fun. Let's go do it. And it uh, turns out it, it went pretty well, and it was a great experience. But more so than anything, it brought exposure to Monroe and to where I'm from and where I love being from. You know, every opportunity I get, I talk about Monroe and, you know, tell people how, you know, there's more to Louisiana than just New Orleans. And there certainly is. It's a big, beautiful state. And when you come here, you got to see what else is going on, you know? (laughs) Well, all you have to do, if you haven't already, is is visit parishrestaurant.com and your (laughs) mouth begins to water just seeing the pictures. You click on food and, I mean, I'm like, the breads. I mean, everything you do there, I mean, what, how do you pick a favorite? It's impossible. Yeah, I mean, that's what people always ask me, like, what's your favorite thing on the menu? And I'm like, I can't really tell you that because they're all good. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on the menu. You know, our menu changes uh, two to three times a week. And we're really trying to make sure that everything we're putting in front of you is the best it can possibly be. So we're sourcing, uh, you know, Gulf seafood. Obviously, we're sourcing local beef we're doing all the best things that we can to put in front of our guests you know things that we love and think are absolutely delicious well speaking of i think this cheeseburger i don't think you'd even have to chew it it would just (laughs) melt in your mouth yeah (laughs) so we said you know that the hamburger has been this this iconic dish this iconic american dish for so long and i said you know if we're going to make if we're going to make this, we're going to make it the best damn burger possible. So we make literally everything. We grind the beef. We make the pickles. We make the bacon jam. You know, we make the bun. Everything that goes on it, we make, you know. And, and for us, that's just a sense of pride. And uh, and certainly representing our local beef producer, uh, Rains Farm Waggy Beef, uh, we think it is a an excellent example. As a matter of fact, I got a text message the other day from the guys over at uh, Louisiana Cooking Magazine. They named that uh, Double Double. That's what it's called because it's double meat, double cheese. They named it uh, one of the 31 bites you have to have in Louisiana. So uh, it's that's getting ready to drop here in a couple of weeks. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. I mean, you've got a little bit of something for everyone. I think, you know, for some people, the folks who come in from other parts of the country that may not be familiar with yep. Southern cooking or, you know, Louisiana, New Orleans style food, you know, hey, it's, it's, yep. you got to get used to it. It's an acquired taste. For those of us that have and absolutely fell in love with it, different story. But on your menu, I mean, you've got a little something for everyone, including those pastas, which, I mean, that jumps off the page. Those are amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, there's a few things that we love. And I think that, you know, you have to honor, um, the, the, the cultures that made Louisiana food great. And you can honor them by not necessarily, um, uh, bastardizing them for lack of a better term, yeah. but honor them to purity and, and good execution. So for us, like, let's say we make a red bolognese with our rigatoni, the rigatoni is made in house every day. 
you know, we, we do the traditional, we take the traditional steps by rendering out salumi scraps and, and everything like that and really make a traditional bolognese. We're not taking any shortcuts. We're also not trying to reinvent the wheel because these cultures have perfected these recipes over, over multiple generations, hundreds of generations, really. And we think that that is truly the best way to honor those traditions is by just doing the best we can by that and keeping it pure and natural and simple. Um, but, you know, if we're going to put a pasta on the menu, it's going to be the best damn pasta we can make, you know? I'm going to have to spend about a week in, in Monroe with you. I mean, there's so <laughs> I can't do it in one stop. I know that. <laughs> well, come on up anytime you're ready. We're ready for you. Hey, tell us about your, your gumbo. I mean, that that's a staple, right? Yeah, so for us, it, it, it stays really seasonal. Um, you know, it's always one of those funny things you think in Louisiana, you know, where, especially where we are, it gets very hot and very humid yeah. and, you know, people, people in the summertime, you know, will, uh, will order, uh, you know, gumbo and it, it's a real thing. And so for us, it's, it's all about the roux and taking your time with it. There's no shortcuts in gumbo because that's like painting a giant target on your back in Louisiana. If you're going to put gumbo on the menu, it better be perfect. So we spend a lot of time on our roux and certainly a lot of time perfecting our stock and, and all of the steps of the process all the way through. Getting that roux to a nice chocolate color and then adding our onions to caramelize, then layer by layer building those flavors over lots of hours yields you the best possible gumbo. Talk about your location, too. you got such a cool vibe there. I mean, it's like this mid-century modern type of building, and it, it really is a cool, oh, cool site, isn't it? It is. I mean, our building at 318 North 2nd, and actually that's so cool because our area code here is 318. I mean, how much more fortuitous can you get than that? Like I told you, a bunch of cool serendipitous things have happened to me in my career, and that's one of them. But this building is a true mid-century modern building. Um, it was built in the late 1940s into 1950. It was first built as a flower shop. And, um, you know, the lady occupied it for a very long time. All the additions that were made, we kept them in place and just modernized them. Um, because you just can't buy architecture like that anymore. It is a, such a special, beautiful building with the angled plate glass, you know, and that those stark lines. All of the light fixtures that were on the interior of the building, we saved. They were original light craft, uh, you know, mid-century modern fixtures. We repurposed all of those and using local artisans uh, to make our tables. Um, all the local art and regional art reaches out to like Alabama and up to Tennessee a little bit. You know, those are all our focuses there. But really honoring the tradition of that building the natural beauty of that building, not really trying to reinvent the wheel again, like our philosophy with food, you know, it's already great. We just want to help make it a little bit better and let it do the talking. Same thing with our building. Okay, my friend, your first time at the Destin Charity Wine Auction. We're looking forward to having you, and I know you're looking forward to being there too, right? I am. I'm so looking forward to it. 30A is so special to my wife and myself. I mean, we honeymooned uh, in, in Seaside. We had such a beautiful time there. Um, you know, the, it's such a perfect place. The food culture is great. And plus, you know, working with a winery like Joseph Phelps, I mean, wow, some of the most iconic wines out there. This is a great opportunity for us to give back, you know, to help with food insecurities and to give back to those people who are in need through practicing my craft and working with great people. 
who have a charitable heart, man. That That's one of the better things I do as a chef every year. Well, I'm not going to this event for the wine. I'm coming down for the food. What are you going to do for us? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a pretty international menu because, you know, I, I feel like these events give me an opportunity to stretch our legs a little bit more so than uh, more so than our everyday menu at the restaurant. So I'm just going to walk you through a, a few fun things that we're doing. We're actually bringing in some beef from Japan. So we're doing some Kogoshima beef with uh, black truffles and a crispy potato puff, which is like a, just a super flavor explosion. Mm. Um, we're doing a live scallop crudo, which is a really, really beautiful dish with seawater. We actually make a uh, combination of uh, salt and dashi, uh, which tastes just like seawater. So we're going to crack these scallops, just hit them with a little bit of that seawater and things that you find around the sea, like sea beans and, and buckthorn and things like that. And then we're going to have our ricotta gnocchi going into that pasta that we love, but with some spiny lobster, which I think is just a beautiful thing. And then we're going to kind of go southern on you here with some smoked duck. And then we're going to go into some braised lamb neck. And then our pastry chef's going to be showing out with a delicious chocolate and banana dessert. So we've got a little bit of something for everybody. A little bit of Louisiana, a little bit of international, but definitely all our flavors. Well, my friend, we are looking forward to seeing you there. We appreciate your time here. I know you're busy, and uh, we will see you in Destin. We're looking forward to it. We can't wait. We're so excited to be there. Thank you for your time, and uh, look forward to seeing you in Destin. Oh, yeah. Great times with Chef Corey Barr, owner and founder of Parish Restaurant in Monroe, Louisiana. Now, we are anxiously awaiting the reopening of Parish and so many of our favorite restaurants across America in the meantime, why don't you give them a follow on Instagram? Head over to their website. It's parishrestaurant.com. That's easy. Parishrestaurant.com. You can pick up a gift card now and prepare to unleash your pent-up demand when they reopen. I know Chef Corey and his team, they're cooking up all sorts of new stuff for us. And hey, why not join us in Destin as well? want to thank Corey for joining us. We're thinking of him and all our friends in the industry. Thank you for the download, and we will toast one of Oregon's top wineries next time. They are making a difference during this crisis. That's coming up in our next download here on Vintage. Vintage is a presentation of Feedback Media. All rights reserved.